you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. What you are about to hear is real. The prophets wrote at a time when the signs of the end would be seen. This is where Bible prophecy and current events collide. This is Unsealed. Yes, my friends, Unsealed is back. This is Christopher Amanti, believer in Yeshua the Messiah, Jesus the Christ, and amen. Hello, Matthew. Welcome, my friends. Um, if you're listening live on Spreaker, please do say hello. Or if you're on Facebook as well, I've decided to do a behind-the-scenes broadcast, simulcast, right now. on uh, My personal page and the uh, Wings of the Eagle private group. And there's a bunch of folks in that. Um, it's over 500 for sure. So that's awesome. Um, so welcome. Let me know you're out there. Hello there to you. All I see is Facebook user. Sorry about that. Um, whoever that was, but hello. So yeah, I'm Pastor Manti, and uh, let's get right into it. This is the third episode of the new podcast uh, called Unsealed. And it's just about the Bible, about the prophecies of the Bible, and um, how those are actually coming to pass, possibly. And everyone wants to know, especially in this um, hour of disease, pandemics, etc. Is this biblical? Is this scriptural? And the intention is to get on at least once a week to do a new episode and you know, life is different as you know, homeschooling children and all the rest of it, so it's been about 10 days since we've been on, but I would appreciate if you went to the website that'll get you all of the episodes uh, all the contact information for the show, if you wanted to reach out or ask anything at all, and get more resources, how to support the program, etc., go to unsealedpodcast.com, and that will show you all of that. So go there now if you want. And uh, So welcome, whatever format you're listening or watching on. We love you. God loves you. He has a plan for you, and it's a good plan. You must repent at the cross of Jesus. Then he will forgive you. Then the plan can begin. All right. Speaking of the plan of God, there are certain things that he has ordained um, and certain general things that happen. And again, a lot of Christians are wondering what about what's happening in this world? What about this disease? Is it 
made up is it exaggerated is it a push for one world government uh taking away civil liberties etc 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 some of these things are biblical questions and some of them are not first of all we have to ask the lord to intervene in our heart in our mind and that we would renew our mind in christ to hear the truth and not noise from the world or the flesh or the devil because those are our three opponents or god's opponents basically uh, so if we could filter that out and have the Holy Spirit teach us the Word of God, then we will know what is a biblical question to ask, what a biblical situation is, or prophecy um, that is coming to pass now. So we always want to be extra, extra careful in that. All right, so praise God. And again, if you've had any kind of question, comment, or concern, if you're watching live on Facebook today for this special behind-the-scenes sneak peek, Go ahead and ask away. I'll see it right in my dashboard here. Uh, or if you're listening live on the Spreaker app, go ahead and do that as well. All right, so let's get into it. Oh, you know, we have a book about this stuff. It's called Fleet of the Mountains. Please go get that on Amazon. Or if you'd like direct from the ministry, you can get it on regular paperback. You can get it on Kindle, direct PDF download, audiobook. All that is your, uh, your choice. Go ahead and go to fleetofthemountainsbook.com for that. Or just go to the podcast site. It'll link directly to that. And our ginormous course, video online, on demand. Don't waste your isolation. After you listen to this podcast, go get the End Times for Beginners class. It's broken up now into small segments. Just in the Gospels, End Time teachings. Just in the New Testament letters. Just Book of Revelation in two parts. Just in Book of Daniel, two parts. Old Testament prophets, two parts, etc., etc. And then topics like the beast, the Antichrist, the false prophet, the rapture. All there for you. So just pick what you want and go. All right, so check that out. And there's a free app as well. Just type in End Time Church into your uh, Apple or Google device, your app stores, and it'll come up for you. Phone, tablet. Or even desktop, if you don't have uh, a wireless device. All right, praise God. So let's go for it. Revelation chapter 6 obviously contains the relevant scriptures. Uh, let's get the book out. <laughs> let's, un let's, un let's unseal the scroll right now. And get to Revelation 6. Normally I would have this on the screen for myself, but whatever. By the way, um, folks ask me sometimes what the Bible of choice is. I really, really am making tremendous use out of the um, Thompson Chain uh, New King James Version. It's marked up like crazy over here, so it's a good thing. All right. Uh, okay, so Revelation 6, we went over a little bit last time what the first and second seal are. And um, we don't want to jump the gun, all right? Um, or assume too much. Because like we started off the program saying, the book of Daniel in general is has been closed up till recently. 
So any um, attempts to interpret it correctly and any associated scriptures like the book of Revelation or like the words of Jesus are really not possible until it's unsealed and Jesus himself unseals it. Revelation 5, well, he unseals something with seven seals and that scroll is what we're reading from now. And we ended off the show last time with something you may have never heard before, which is that the second seal, the red horseman on it, or represented by it, um, is the nation of Iran. And it will be invading its neighbors very soon, taking peace from the earth. Okay, so let's go number three and four and maybe five. The third seal. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see, and behold, I looked a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for denarius, three quarts of barley for denarius, do not harm the oil and the wine. This is an economic crash. Why do I say that? A scale is something you weighed money on. You weighed product on. If you were buying things in the market, this is, you know, most of human history is agrarian economy. You're growing things, you're selling your crops, and you're weighing out in the marketplace how much things cost. And you're actually most times weighing the money because you're giving them some kind of metal some kind of piece of something that is supposed to represent wealth. So they put it on the scale. And the book of Proverbs says, you know, don't don't weigh anything um, unfairly, etc. Uh, and then it also talks about making wheat and barley and oil and wine. So this is about food and money. So we would call that economics. People eat, people buy things, people work. So there's something coming after the second seal, after the red horseman of Iran. A black horseman with, uh, that causes an economic disaster or a huge shift or change in the economy of the world. Where some things get very, very expensive. Food gets very expensive. And so a lot of folks will be affected. Uh, let's just read the fourth then, because that comes on the heels of it. And we're going to get details about what this black horseman is, by the way. More details. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come and see. And so I looked, and behold, a pale horse, coloros, sickly, green. And the name of sat on him was... Well, the name of him who sat on it was Death. And Sheol followed with him, or Hades, the grave. And power was given to them, them being Death and Sheol, over a fourth part of the earth, to kill with sword, with hunger, death, and by the beasts of the earth. That verse alone has multiple 
cross-references, um, Daniel 9, Isaiah 28, Habakkuk 2, Ezekiel 14, etc. And when you take them all in total, it's pointing towards the center of this um, impact is around Jerusalem and the nations around it. Um, but that's exactly what Isaiah 28 is talking about when it says there's a pact or a covenant made with death and Sheol, death and Hades, death in the grave. That pact or covenant is made between the small nation of Israel and the large, super large group of nations surrounding her, which at that point will be combined into one. Or at least behaving as one. They have assented, they have given their power as different nations over to one to rule them as one nation. One Islamic nation. Because that's all the neighbors of Israel are Islamic nations. All right. Um, why does that matter? Because we have in the book of Zechariah specifics about these two horses. So flip on over to Zechariah 6. Yeah, the Old Testament. See, that's, again, constantly repeating myself on Revelation. The book of Revelation is not new information. It is referencing the prophets. Almost always. And that's all the way back to Moses. Okay. The whole Old Testament. And some of the words of Jesus. Basically. Alright. So Zechariah chapter 6. Has. To what a lot of people say is an odd chapter. There's four. Series of horses. And they are the same color. As in Revelation 6. Now here's the thing to notice. These are the four spirits of heaven who go out before their station, before the Lord of the earth. And here's the, the key, verse 6. The one with the black horses is going to the north country. So the black horse, the third seal that causes economic hardship, harm, devastation, etc., change, goes to the north country. North of what? Israel. The land of the north, the land of the far north, extreme north. That's Ezekiel 38. Gog of Magog. You could say Assyria is the land of the north, because it was called that as well. Okay. So you have Magog and Assyria. That's where the black horses go. That's where the black horsemen go. That's where the seal, called the third seal, occurs. Or is centered. Or it has to do with. Not the world government. Not the United Nations. The World Health Organization. Bill Gates. Barack Obama. Donald Trump. Or any of that stuff. 
that the economic crash is not about America or anything in the West. It, it will affect us, those of us who live here, but it's not because of us and it's not centered on us. It's not about us. The sooner we understand that as a church, the better. It's not about you, Westerners. What's the North Country, then? The black horse goes to the North Country. Turkey! Northern Iraq, Northern Syria, Turkey. That's your only choice for where the black horse applies and where this economic devastation comes from. Remember, this is on the heels of the second seal, which is Iran. So Iran has a military invasion of their neighbors, not of, again, America. And so there's a response to that. And the response to that creates this economic fall. But we're not done. The dappled horses in Zechariah, this is another descriptor of being spotted or sickly looking, in my opinion. Those are going toward the south country. What's the south country? South of what? Egypt. South of Israel is Egypt. How do we say, well, what else could it be? Sudan? I mean, there's really no option here because, again, you're looking at Daniel 11. It says the same thing. There are two kings, the king of the north and the king of the south. Those are the ones who fight against each other, and eventually the king of the north wins. The north country, the place of the north, the land of the north. Assyria, Magog, Turkey, and surrounding areas. That's the king of the north. Whoever controls that is the king of the north. The king of the south is Egypt. So there are two um, really sets of nations aligned against each other, basically. And so you have a little civil war there. But when that's over, Isaiah 19 and Daniel 11 tell us that the, this northern king, this northern uh, fierce king, as Isaiah calls him, win. He wins. He conquers the south country. So when that occurs, then the fourth seal can come about. When that Egyptian piece of the puzzle comes in, and that joins this newly formed alliance that the Bible calls the beast... When it comes in to the alliance, then, and only then, can this agreement or pact or covenant with Israel occur. And it makes only common sense, doesn't it? How can Israel have a peace agreement, covenant, of whatever you want to call it, understanding, memorandum, renewal of an understanding of the whatever covenant you think it refers to, doesn't matter. 
there ain't going to be no deal of any kind without all of the nations surrounding her agreeing to it. I think it's plain to see that today we are not there. So do not, do not be expectant any day now of some kind of deal of the century to make peace with Israel and her neighbors. The neighbors aren't united. That's the key. That's what the seals are telling us. That's what Zechariah is telling us. But when they are, then this one who comes out of nowhere is a little horn, had no power. He was not a king of a country. He was not a former leader. He's not Barack Obama. He's not Bashar al-Assad. He's not Erdogan. This is a new person. It has no control. A small area, a small king. He rises up and says, I'll take care of this. Okay? It's not someone you know. I am absolutely convinced. You've never heard of the Antichrist before this occurs. So that's why it's useless to try to pin the tail on the Antichrist and say it's this leader or this leader or, this, or there's some pope or some European... Aside from the various ways that is wrong, it's definitely wrong because they're already known. They've, they're in power now. It can't be anyone in power. It's new. It's a new person. Then the strong steeds went out, Zechariah continues, eager to go, that they might walk to and fro throughout the earth. Go to walk to and fro throughout the earth. So they walked to and fro throughout the earth. Um, that phrase should send off a bing in your mind, because that's exactly what Satan says he was doing in Zechariah earlier on in the book, and in Job chapter 1. What are you doing there, Satan? Ah, walking to and fro. This is where his time arrives. It's his kingdom that coalesces into one around Israel. This is unsealed, Christopher Manti, Pastor Manti, and your brother in Christ. Uh, please support this podcast. Go to unsealedpodcast.com for all the information. There's a form right there you can fill out and donate. It would be much appreciated. Um, it would support this ministry and all the things that we're trying to do. Get the End Times for Beginners. Get Fleet of the Mountains. Get the End Time Church app. You want all of that to really get into further information about all this. All right. And so, again, we have a series of events to look for. Now, this is all before the seven years of Daniel, 70th week of Daniel. They begin, only begin, when the fourth seal occurs. That's why it specifically mentions hell and Sheol, or death and Sheol. Death in the grave, that's Isaiah 28. Now the covenant can uh, apply. Now Daniel 9 is back. We've restarted the clock, and 
the 70th week of Daniel, the last seven years of the age, begins. Because the agreement has to do with Jerusalem. The agreement has to do with the status of the Temple Mount. The agreement will have to do with the new temple that they will build on the Temple Mount. Some people say it's on another place in Jerusalem next door. Fine. Whatever. The covenant, the agreement has to do with that. Without that, there will be no temple. So this is why I'm always put the brakes on all these stories about the temple's ready to be rebuilt now. It's not. The plans are there. There's there's desire to do it, but not one bit of it will be built before this agreement occurs. There will literally be war the second someone tries to do something on the Temple Mount. There has to be an agreement that we're, there will be no war. And that agreement has to be with all of the nations, not just Jordan, or not just Turkey, or Egypt, or Iran, but all of them. It sounds ridiculous even today to, to assert Right? Well, without God's intervention, his word coming to pass, it will not happen. And again, this is not in a vacuum. It doesn't just appear out of nowhere. These things occur as momentum, like birth pains. There's a, a direction. There's a, a, an intentional a series of not only events, but movements in the people of God, the in the enemy's tactics, in the nations that all converge to these realities. It doesn't just happen from nowhere. Okay, so that's what uh, Revelation is referring to, which is Zechariah 6. And finally, today, let's cover the um, fifth seal. It's the Topson chain going a lot of pages in it. There's like a thousand pages of uh, extra material after Revelation's finished. It's amazing. Alright. The fifth seal. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar, altar of God in heaven, the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, how much longer, O holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? They are asking for Jesus to return to the earth in judgment and war for them. Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who would be killed as they were was completed. Quite simply, and there's references all over here as well, Deuteronomy 32, Leviticus 6. That, that short time, that little time, 
It says a little while. That's the same as the short time in Revelation 12 that Satan has to persecute the saints to fulfill these last number of martyrs. Okay? This is the great tribulation. This is when Satan is unleashed, literally, out of the heavens, because that's where he lives now. Sorry to tell you. He is not on the earth. When he gets here, his kingdom will be united. They will have made a deal with Israel, and he will inspire, or however this works, the Antichrist to break the covenant and to invade Jerusalem, invade Israel, and kill the Jews. First the Jews, but they'll be protected. They'll leave the country right next door, but they'll be protected there. Then he's going to come after the Christians when he's going to realize God is protecting the Jews who flee, the ones who flee to the mountains. Then the number of Christian martyrs can be fulfilled and it will be so numerous that you can't even count them. That's Revelation 7. The great multitude in heaven is because they're dead. Or in the flesh. They've been killed. They've been martyred. They have white robes just like these guys are given because they're martyrs. This is not a rapture in Revelation 7. These are dead martyrs waiting to return to the earth. Following Jesus on his white horse. Hallelujah. And they will. And you will join them if you're one of them. Again, not something we can place today. The fifth seal is not about to be opened tomorrow. It's a specific time. A short time. A little time. A little while. That same phrase is used for Satan's time on the earth at the end of the age. The last three and a half years. The Great Tribulation. Jacob's Trouble. As many names. But that is the time. And so... The fifth seal begins the last three and a half years. And then, by the way, there's only six, the sixth and seventh seal, and the sixth seal is the return of Jesus. Not the rapture where he goes away again. <laughs> he comes in war, like they've been calling for. Anyway, we've been on here long enough. Uh, this is Unsealed with Christopher Manti. Please... Support us if you can. Go to unsealedpodcast.com. Check out all the resources. Again, Fleet of the Mountains book. Get that. Get the end times for beginners. Get into that. Whatever section you want to start with, just go take that. It's totally relaunched. Got a new site set up for it. New way to uh, receive students, etc. And then the free app, End Time Church app. It'll uh, connect you with believers around the world, literally got um over 1500 folks on there now so that's pretty awesome all right praise god this has been unsealed uh episode three episode three help us spread the word please share this if you're listening on apple Podcasts, leave a review if you would and share it around let the folks know that uh this is the awesomest bible prophecy current events broadcast that there is on any format. And that's what this is about. It's where current events and Bible prophecy collide. And as I mentioned last time, yes, it's, it's not all in the future. 
We are in this. We're in the generation. Israel is back. We've got signs all over the place. The coronavirus is not specifically one of them, but it is a warm-up act for the church, I believe, to get our act together because it will be followed by things even harsher. And the first seal, I believe, has been broken. It doesn't mean the Antichrist is here. It means the white horse in the geographic location of Babylon has ridden. And we've seen that with ISIS. And it's still not dead. But any time here could be any time. The only thing you can say is, any t- is it any moment? Can Jesus return at any moment? No. No, we can't. A rapture, could that be at any moment? No. No, it can't. Abomination of desolation, the beginning of the Great Tribulation, can that be at any time? No, it can't. How about the seven years, the last seven years, the agreement with Israel and the, and the surrounding nations? Can that be any time? No, it can't. <laughs> no, it can't. Because it's not time yet. The conditions haven't been met. What is next is Iran. And you see Iran making trouble even literally yesterday, harassing the United States Navy. And Russia is on the other side of that, harassing our Air Force. So it is my belief that Russia will absolutely back up the Iranian move so we don't interfere. We being America. And that's even if we're in a position to do anything. Praise God. Um, Pray for me. Pray for this ministry. That would be amazing. Because we need it. We need your help. All right, spread this around. I love you so much. Until next time. The Bible is true. Jesus is alive. And he's coming. Maranatha. To hear previous episodes, to obtain resources, and to support this ministry, visit unsealedpodcast.com. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved.